0: Scuba Obsessed Weekly Podcast, we talk about all things scuba diving from cool new gear to places to dive and scuba in the news. Scuba Obsessed Episode 364 is recorded live April 19th, 2018. Welcome back to Scoob Obsessed. I'm Darren Jolson, coming to you from the southwest side of the great state of Michigan, where winter does not know when to give up. Joining me this week, we have Mac, the dive mentor. How are you doing today, Mac?
1: I'm doing very well. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, how about that? I who who'd have thought that we'd have two inches of ice in the middle of January?
1: Did not plan on that.
0: Yeah, I was, uh, I was up in in lovely Saginaw, Michigan, on the other side near Lake Huron, and uh, they. I I went in the building in the morning and it was somewhat sunny and then came out at about five o'clock and not only had it had ice, but it had frozen everything to the ground. So it was, uh, we, we were out there trying to figure out how we we're going to thaw locks on trailers. i would like to thank everybody who's tuning in this week. We had a couple off weeks where we weren't recording. I was with my son at robotics competitions and they did quite well. Uh, the first competition was the second district event that they had. Uh, they ended up coming in seated second, uh, formed the second alliance, and made it all the way to finals uh, and didn't end up winning the, uh, another team. Another alliance won that event. We then went to the state competition where 160 teams from Michigan then went and competed. Uh, what they do is they divide the teams into four divisions of 40 teams each, our team at the end of the qualifying rounds ended up being seated second. Formed an alliance with one of the teams that had beat us the week before, and we ended up uh, uh, winning the division. Uh, we made it to the final playoffs at the event, but then end up pulling it out. But we did have enough points to qualify us for Worlds. The top 76 teams from Michigan got to go, and we were uh, seated sixth in the state out of 500 teams. Uh, so this next week we'll be competing at Detroit, Michigan for the World Robotic Competition for first. So kids did real well. And I am getting really tired. <laughs> I feel like I've I've been living on just a few hours of sleep. But would like to thank all our Patreon supporters. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, if you've been listening to the show and you'd like to help us out, we certainly would, would love it. If you can't, we understand. Uh, go to our website, com. Click on the Patreon link, and that will send you over to our Patreon page. So what were you doing with your open Thursdays? Were were you out getting some dives in?
1: Actually, I have not been doing any diving, per se. Uh, Well, you know about uh, the rescue, or I should say recovery efforts that have been going on for another week?
0: Yeah, I I saw that uh, was going on.
1: Okay, well, the the initial one of the kayaker that was uh, lost, between Waterville and Coloma,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, he was recovered several weeks ago. So that ended that. That was after 42 days of searching.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So not a happy find, but at least it gave closure, and the family uh, can now get insurance and items like that that they couldn't do before. And then, uh, gee, the time just goes so fast. I'm trying to remember now.
0: that was must last, have been
1: last week. Last Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday. Tuesday. They yep. lost another. Uh, this time downtown, basically, uh, down by Bryan's marina. A gentleman appears to have walked off a pier, an older gentleman, not intentionally, and uh, has yet to be recovered. It's interesting from the aspect that by all the search that's been performed by the safety officers, the Marine Division, uh, our divers on the, off, on the off times, like last weekend, even through now, have not found them. And it's sort of mind-boggling because of the area is somewhat limited. But, again, you do have a faster current. You do have almost no visibility. And they had dredged parts of that section out by the docks. So now you have undulating or you have, like, flat, a, a dip, mm-hmm. a rise, a dip, like where the clamshell buckets. Yeah. So if the individual happened to be wedged in there, uh, unless you come, you know, hand-on-hand contact, you're not going to find them. Side scans have been, un, you know, unsuccessful. A lot of targets, but uh, nothing so far.
0: Yeah, and, and there's who knows what objects underwater that somebody could get tangled up in as well.
1: Right. There's a lot of debris in that area, especially as you start to get out towards the river. It's more current than you had it or we had expected uh, in certain sections of the docking and piers. Uh, And again, down there in the dark, again, it's been awkward and difficult.
0: Well, Hopefully for the sake of the families, we're able to, or somebody's able to find uh, something pretty soon.
1: Yeah, that's the hope.
0: Well, let's go ahead and jump right on into the news. The first article we have is a follow-up to one that we reported. If you remember, we we mentioned the story of the scuba diver hospitalized after getting his uh, penis stuck in the giant clam. And it looked to be in a reputable site, but sometimes even reputable sites can be spoofed. And in this case, Snopes is now reporting that the rumors about the sexually adventurous scuba diver brought down by the selfish allergy originated on a satirical website. The claim was that the diver has hospitalized due allergic reaction after getting stuck in a giant clam. It originated in March 2018. A well-known satire site, the World Daily News Report, published a fake news article about scuba divers suffered a severe allergic reaction after he was uh, trapped inside the giant clam. Uh, the The website is a satirical website. It's a long history of publishing misinformation. The site, which appears to have a slight fixation on bestiality, as evidenced by the previously published stories about humans assaulting octopuses, alligators, orangutans, and gorillas, it carries a disclaimer in the footer stating... Uh, assumes all responsibility for the satirical nature of its articles and for the fictional nature of the content. All characters appearing in the articles on this website, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional, any resemblance between them and any person living or dead or undead is purely a miracle. In addition to the source of the story, one could determine the article is a piece of fake news by examining the three uh, included photographs. The first image comes from the 2012 video featuring a doctor and Hawaii State Senator Josh Green. Who is not Andrew Smith? The middle image shows an unrelated photograph of a giant clam taken by an underwater photographer and Red Bubble user Spring. Interestingly, the final image is a deal with a man hospitalized, a curious infection interaction with an animal, according to ABC News. It shows an 18 year old man from Florida who was hospitalized after he tried to kiss a cottonmouth snake. So, how are they saying that's obvious? Like, people are going to remember all these photos?
1: I think that's stretching it a bit.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's the average person on the internet is not gonna look at that photo and know